talking about manipulation and so on, let's clarify some things that you've you've wanted to know about as you've gone through because it's going to help a lot of people. If you want to jump into some of those questions, uh, I'm just going to grab something to drink. Um, so just ask me the questions. I know you've got a ton of them, so we're not going to go through all of them, but some of the top ones would be fantastic. Yeah, okay. I can just start with uh, that you've been talking about the purity waves that's uh, washing through the universe just now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how uh, does that affect us and how does it affect uh, your work, Mas? Um, well, it's a really beautiful question. The purity wave is, is, is a frequency that's washing through uh, this reality. And it's not just this reality, it's, it's, it's the whole universe. So what that means is anything that is run on space-time in this format. So say a 24-hour clock, right? 24-hour system here. Um, it affects this time-space reality. So it could be the multiverses around us. So what happens is that uh, over time, it's an efficiency system. In the beginning, you know, say that we invent something like the, the phone, right? The cellular phone is a big clunky thing at one time, right? So through time, through billions of years, the universe or time and space have gotten more and more efficient. So same thing here. What happens is that the universe is getting more efficient. So when I say a purity wave is coming through, it means the universe is getting becoming more efficient. Some of the stuff, some of the burden, some of the heaviness, um, and then some of the brilliance on both sides, because this 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 space is is based on du duality. You know, light, um, uh, uh, light, dark, cold. Um, hot and so on like that. So both extremes start to say disconnect from us. Does that make sense so far? Uh, let me know if it, if I get confusing because um, I see it from a different logic level and I assume a lot of people understand what I understand. So so if I miss anything, please, Ramona, uh, interrupt me and I'll explain it. So as we go through the process, we become more and more efficient. So just like that telephone that has now turned into, you know, something like this, you know, and, and, and it's amazing what you can do with a little thing like this. It's basically a computer in your hand. Back in the day, something like this would have taken up maybe a whole building the processing power so to get to this point of efficiency that's what we're getting at so the purity wave is cleaning out all the distortions and uh, the heaviness the the weaknesses to make it as say precise and uh, um, uh, in synchronicity as possible uh, because there can't be any heaviness so there can't be any burdens and that's why many of you uh, who are going through the EI process you have to delete all the heaviness because you can't take that heaviness with you with this purity wave as that purity wave crosses through so it's a it's a space of clearing our path to make it more efficient and more joyous for us uh, in spiritual terms or religious terms it's it's about pulling or understanding or bringing your etheric body or your spiritual body into more of a physical structure and becoming aware of it. Mm. Or I guess the other way around, it's your physical body understanding that you are of a greater nature. Okay. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? It does, it does. It's a really exciting time. And when mm -hmm. we are talking about awakening, that's really possible in when this wave is coming through. Uh, you have mm -hmm. been talking a lot about awakening and you have been talking about uh, uh, Hawkins, about the power versus force, mm -hmm. the level mm -hmm. of different consciousness. Uh, yes. And uh, uh, what does it really mean to be awakened? Okay. Uh, so in my definition or EI's definition, uh, awakening is understanding that you are a grander being than the 1% that you are. So, 
so what do I mean by 1%? So when I had my first near-death experience, uh, I experienced my complete self. So I, I, I had my jaws crushed, and as, as I pulled away from my physical body, what, what happened was I saw my physical body hanging, just dangling from the rafters. And I, I realized that that was only 1% of who I really was. And as I realized that I, that I had died, I transferred all of my being or all of my consciousness into the 99%. Now, it might, be, it might have been a tragic incident, but to me, it was the most euphoric experience ever uh, that I've ever had because I felt, say, complete, more complete than ever before. I felt, say, fantastic. Um, you know, all possibilities were available to me. It's like if I focused on something, I knew that I could create it. Uh, and there was no burdens. There was no, say, health issues. There was – you don't even think of shit like that. You just don't because th these are lower realm possibilities. At those levels, right, there's just nothing like that. Uh, you can go beyond. You start to understand – say, the possibilities of what human existence is about. You get to understand. You get to push the envelope of this reality. Um, what we're doing is not even pushing the envelope. We're, we're, not, even try we're not even surviving, actually. Uh, we're trying to stay alive. We're, we're trying to survive. Uh, nature thrives. Uh, we, we basically try to survive. So, um, so the, the, the process of awakening is that you have your 1%. You have your 99%, okay? And then there's a separation. There's an identity. And the reason why is to exist in this reality with this heaviness, okay, that, that, that we're getting better at to, to, be, to make it more efficient. Uh, we have to have a ton of filters for us to understand that the grandness that we are. We have to filter it down or basically dumb our ideas or knowledge down into a situation where we can resonate at a lower level. Um, so the, the process of awakening is like removing those filters so you get closer and closer and closer. And then in a short time, you start to merge together. And that's where, uh, Ramona, you are and many people who are awakening, right, uh, coming into that space. You are operating. Um, there's a direct connection between you and your etheric body or your spirit body. Uh, I call it your vital force. Uh, and you can feel that connection, can't you? It's not something outside of you. Your spirit or your etheric body is not outside of you, right? It's like, a, it's well, it's you. There is no me and my spirit or my etheric body. Uh, it's just I am, right? So awakening is an I am state. If you think about it, in science, it's about merging the time-bound time consciousness, again, the 1%, into the 99%, the timeless consciousness, and then coming together and interacting. And it's a joyous interaction, by the way. It's, it's so beautiful. So. It really is. It really is. So, uh, yeah. And this is just the beginning for us, Ramon. It is. And that was yes. my, my experience when I had my when I had my breakthrough in May. Then I mm -hmm. really saw that, wow, I'm really not started. This is really kind of we are really like you are talking about. It's kind mm -hmm. of survival. We are really, really not. Uh, we are humanity is really just surviving. It's, it's we are really not starting to awakening at all. Right. It's kind of it's True. yeah. And you know this because you see this. Of course. Thing. Yeah. You know, and we have amazing technology. I'm not making, uh, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, cutting down technolo technological advances or anything like that. Um, it's just that once you see it from a very high level perspective, you know, the technology that we use right now, technology that we use really destroys. Uh, um, look, look at the internet. You know, you have 5G that dis that's basically destroying everything. You have cars or vehicles that destroy everything. Uh, anything that we do, you know, something else or somebody else has to suffer. Nature doesn't do it that way. So that's why I say we're, we're, we're not, we're not, 
we're literally surviving. Uh, we're not thriving. So like you get to like robots, really. We're like yeah, robots. we're like robots. Because exactly. It's, it's only about patterns, repeating patterns. It's about repeating patterns. You're just doing the same thing in a different body, in a different experience, as you know your your parents did. You're not like expanding time and space. You know there there are points of time and space that haven't hasn't even been created. But what we do is we keep repeating and repeating and repeating. So what we're doing is like. Uh, this high performance consciousness is putting people up to this level where we start to awaken and then we stop repeating those patterns, right? At a bigger level, we stop creating wars. We stop, you know, the famines, we start, stop controlling. We stop doing all those things that keep people under control. So we feel better about ourselves, right? Because we don't need that. So we just don't need that. We don't need to control anybody to, to feel abundant. If we do, we're not awakened yet, basically. Yeah, it is. And that's back to my experience being to control. You know, mm -hmm. in the, this, I was in this lower level, you know, and then it's in controlling. And when I'm going to this higher consciousness and can see myself from another perspective and, it's, and things is shifting, it's, it's not need to be controlled anymore. And of right. course, we are not there in that consciousness. It had to be control. It's just how it is. Right. At the lower levels, you have to control because uh, at the lower levels, you can't create abundance um, because it's a limited quantity. Just like here, you know, scientists say that it's limited energy and you can only exchange energy. That's true. Uh, at the higher frequencies, you can actually generate and create frequencies or energy. Yes. So that's mean if I'm running the patterns and uh, then you, I will work in an organization, you will work in a government, you will work in, you know, being a parent, whatever, and you will just repeat the same patterns in wherever you go. Right. So that's why we will create a system for, yeah, everything is about control in every, every right. level of the system. Yeah. Right. Um, talking about control, um, you know, can the conventional control, is there control or is it like a free for all? Because I, you know, I get that from, you know, high level intellectual individuals and you know people at this is like well we just love each other and all that it's it's really nothing it's not it's got nothing to do with all that so it's not a free-for-all uh, it's just that at the lower levels you're you're controlling to to stay stable and feel good about yourself and basically it when you control other things or other beings what you're doing is like you're holding on to time and space Okay. because you're so insecure about where you create yourself. Okay. Now this goes way deep. I don't want to get into all the details. There's other podcasts for that. When what I'm talking about control is that you are so in control of yourself that you know who you are at a deep level. You know where you exist, that void that most people, almost everybody feels, right? That void deep inside, right? That's why you control because that void, gets bigger and bigger as you control because and the reason being for that is that you start to realize that that void isn't filling up yeah. it's the, the more control you have or the more money the more power you have that void magnifies and it's like oh shit this isn't this isn't helping me complete myself this isn't helping me connect so the the difference is that you control other people to in the lower realms in the higher realms what you do is that you control you where you are created or rendered in space-time and once you understand that everything else falls into say perfect order for you that makes sense to you it, it's i i don't want to get into the science because it's really going to confuse you but literally everything falls into perfect order the abundance the health uh, you know, the great relationships, all those things start to come into place because you're in place, right? Yeah, it's, it's the mechanics is like that. So mm -hmm. it's the complementary patterns, isn't that again? You know, in the lower It is. Level? It is a very complementary pattern. Yeah. It's, if it's a high level or a lower level, it's just the same mechanics. That's right, works, so. right. And also, um, you know, people try to control their outside reality. So EI is not about the outside reality. EI is about internal reality, okay? Because that's the only thing that really exists. The outside reality, or you know, the excuse me, the physical things of this of this world, 
you've already created them. It's too late. You can't change anything outside of yourself. That's why it never really works. That's why you need more control, more money, more whatever, or even more illness for some people because, uh, again, they lose their identity if they're not ill or they lose their space in time. Um, so what this is about is that you come into such a completeness, again, the 1%, the 99% that you are, that you start to reflect your outward reality into perfection. Does that make sense? So right now, the conventional method is that you are reflecting the distortion or all the, well, the distortions and completeness, all the broken patterns that you run, basically a broken life. You're just reflecting all that. That's why nothing ever comes to, say, a completeness. Yeah. Uh, and then we're trying to control, trying to pick, every, pick up the pieces, and you can't. You just can't because there's nothing to put them back into because it's you. You're the only thing that exists here, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, so when, other questions? Yeah, when you were talking about control and the opposite of that when you're going to this higher consciousness, that's what's true love and what's true self-love. You was talking a little about that, you know. It's, it's Oh, sure. Yeah, it's, it's quite well, you were talking about it too, because <laughs> um, many people think, or many people get into relationships of true love, yes. right? And it's not true love. For example, you you know you would disguise it a love, but basically it was a control feature. Uh, a lot of times, you know, love in the conventional uh, paradigm is that you know you're either trying to complete yourself or trying to control somebody else again it's all about losing your identity here in this reality that's all about it's all it's that's all what it is um about so whether it love for say an intimate individual okay uh, intimate intimacy intimate love pulls you more into space and time a bit it's more precise and that's why you feel say euphoric um even making love for individuals they do it all wrong because because again what they're trying to do is they're when they make love uh what they do is like they come into time and that's why it feels so euphoric okay in ei love what happens again in intimate situations or you know in love making you are already complete the two of you are already complete so you can go beyond just feeling good that you know that spark right and then it's over with so this is like when you make love uh, what happens is that since you're both complete you multiply magnify you don't double your frequencies you uh, you you magnify exponentially those frequencies and and the feeling especially for women they last for days and it's a euphoric feeling and that's how uh, she replenishes herself but then it also uh, replenishes the male as well the, the partner in that in that in that in that in that situation uh, I don't know how we got that deep but I guess there's people that want to know that so um, if that makes sense so, when you talk about love so, yeah it is it is and then there's different kind of you know you have love for your parents but you really don't have love for your parents really most individuals um, think think of the pattern well, let me put it this way. You know, any of your relatives that you love, if you if they weren't your relatives, would you hang out with them or would you love them? Yes. Just it's an honest question. Just know what it comes up. I mean, there you go. Uh it's it, it's what do they call that? Love uh, it's not it's well convenience. It's not even convenience. It, it's um what do they call that? Kind of love. Anyway, uh, I, I hope you know what what I mean. You know, it, it's it's obligation. Okay. It's not love. It's obligation. That's what it is, right? Um, what what EI does is that you know you start to see your parents. You start to see, say, the distortions, the weaknesses as you pull away from them, and you go, okay, they did the best possible thing that they could do for, with you know how awakened they are, and then and then as you're awakened, you actually you actually uh, disconnect. Because if you're in the same quagmire, it's really hard to love somebody, right? Yeah, but really, as you... Really don't, what now? You don't know what it is, so you, you can't... You don't. Right, you're always trying to separate yourself to create your own identity, 
right? Yes. That's that's why you can't really love at the lower levels either, because well, and it's and it's really uh, it's kind of being stuck like a, in between a rock and a hard place because one, you need to connect to somebody to find your identity of who you are. That makes sense to you, whether it's a parent or especially an intimate relationship. And then once you connect with somebody, you start to realize that, wow, I need to separate from this person because now I'm losing my identity. Now I'm in the same boat where I don't know my identity. That's why love relationships don't last. And that's why, you know, we fall out of love. We, we start having, we stop having sex and, you know, and then scientists go, well, it's because of hormones and chemicals and it's bullshit. It's, it, it's total bullshit. People who are in a timeless relationship, those chemicals, you know, they flourish, they blossom, uh, and they get more engaged, more intimate with each other, and they learn more and more. And they start to see the real deep uh, individual of who they are. Not the filters, not the distortions, not the abuse patterns that everybody else sees, but the deeper, uh, the deeper being the the brilliance that we are all inside and as you see your partner in that brilliance it it well it 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 allows them to become more and more brilliant you know pushing away all the distortions yes. and, and then you come even closer and it's a beautiful experience guys. Yeah, it, it, it's a grand that. experience right you have to go together like that mm -hmm. yes you and go. you grow closer and closer uh until you get to that point you don't abuse yourself. You don't force yourself to get into relationships or anything like that because you don't need to. You're complete as you are. It, it would be, say, you could go bigger and faster if you had somebody. But again, you're not going to abuse or destroy yourself if, if you're not in a relationship yet, right? Yeah, and you don't need to blame anyone. You don't need to blame yourself, not blame anyone mm -hmm. because you, you have responsibility for yourself. And, uh, right, exactly. You, know exactly. you don't need to blame and to talk other people down or because that's about self-love too. If you know in that level of love, then you have mm -hmm. self-love because you don't need to. You're good enough. You know that you love yourself. You know that you are good enough. Right. So right. you don't need to protect yourself. It will always exactly. happen and sing, but you don't need to have this big wall of protection around you. Mm -hmm. So, well, you have your etheric body protecting you. Yeah, because there is less filter to protect. Right, right. That's true. So that's why when you, yeah, you know, with the parents or someone have done something to you that's not really good, abused you or whatever, it's, yeah, you can... You can meet it from a heartfelt space, but yeah, as you said, you don't need to be their friends. But you know, you mm -hmm. need, there is something about forgiveness and acceptance. Uh, that's of course, yeah, yeah. And this isn't about forgiving and shoving it underneath the carpet. Uh, in this, in the EI scenario, uh, you literally exchange the meaning of what happened in that situation for you. So you're not forgiving. You, that situation actually helped you expand and grow in it, you know, and, and flourish from it. You can't change the situation because that's embedded in time. You can't, whatever happened in the past happened. However, how, what you take away from that situation, what you've associated to that situation, with EI, you remove that. So that situation, no matter what it is, uh, enhances you because if you look at patterns of successful individuals, um, they've had, say, the worst situations happen to them, and they've turned it as a propellant to, you know, catapult them into success. So that's what EI does for you. No matter what situation you're in, um, it catapults you into success. And then, do you really have to forgive? No, don't. You don't have to forgive. Because you don't. Yeah, it's it's uh, when you are get get rid of and you are. Um, uh, you don't is wearing that patterns and that experience anymore. It's nothing more to forgive because it's gone. It's really gone. Right, right. And forgiveness for most people is about trying to heal the pain that you feel. It's not really about the other person, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I want that person to say sorry to me because I'll feel better. It doesn't make you feel better or anything like that. It's just like you're holding that grudge. And at the level that we're at, we really can't forgive. And this is what Jesus was saying, by the way. Uh, most people can't forgive uh, at the level that we're at because say that you forgive somebody, and then as soon as you meet that person, what do you think about? 
how they hurt you. Yeah. That's not forgiveness, guys. That's no. that is not forgiveness. Um, it's right? Still it's still there. Yeah, because it's still there. Uh, true forgiveness, the way EI does it, is like you look at that person, and there's no emotional attachment anymore. You might remember what happened, you might not, but there's no emotional attachment. You you do not judge that person uh, the way you did in the past. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, you are. You explain it quite beautiful. It's and it's so oh, thank important. You. It's so important for because it's so many people that's talking about this acceptance and forgiveness and what it really is about. Yep. Exactly. Um, other questions you have? Uh, yes, it's a lot of them. Uh, so what kind of level of consciousness do the humanity need to go to to kind of create a, a bigger shift uh, say that again what kind of level of consciousness does humanity go through to to to, to start to awaken and what's important now for to to really do something with uh, the humanity where, where, where do you okay. um, do you want like a number or are you like talking about like power versus force or well, they say like a level of four or five hundred right yeah, I, so I don't have numbers no but, but go ahead if you can say something about where so where where do we really need to go what's what's kind of um, kind of attitude or something about sure yeah. sure so, so power versus force, they say about, I think it's about four or 500, we start to awaken and we start to really make changes in our consciousness. Um, anything below that, and again, same thing for EI, anything below that is about uh, recirculating the garbage or the problems. We never solve the problems. We have to go beyond, uh, again, level of four or 500. And if, do you know what that is, four or 500 on power versus force? Is it love or love is understand? Love is 500, yeah. So. Yeah, love is 500. And again, the definition of EI love, not not how most people see love. It's Those two, I think we could do a podcast just on love alone, but it's very different than conventional love. Uh, very similar to what I talked to before. Uh, and that love doesn't come from an outside source. It doesn't, you don't need God, you don't need... Um, your etheric body, you don't need uh, out, anything outside of yourself. Okay, uh, That love comes from an internal connection, again, between your timeless self and your time-bound self. Once that intimacy is connected, then you get to feel the love that's, well, God-given from your spirit body, and then you exude that love. And then you have that love for humanity. Once you start to have that love for humanity, so maybe I could just talk about the process that, again, a lot of you have gone through. I have as well. So you get to the process that you're pushing things away. And, and normally, it's initially, it's about, and this is about, say, the 80% of the stuff that you're releasing, right? Mm -hmm. So about 80 85%. What you're doing is that you're pushing all your patterns away. Okay. You've cleaned up all your patterns. Uh, now you've come up to that breaking point. Uh, and that breaking point, and by the way, patterns is how you see this reality, or let's call them filters. Okay. So, um, yeah. So filters, say that you were abused, say that you were ill, say that, uh, I don't know, you went bankrupt or you got divorced. Those are all filters that you see the rest of your life from that point on. Does that make sense to you, Ramona? Yeah. Right. So, so you spent 80% of your time releasing all those patterns and now you're in a non-judgmental level at that level, right? You see the bigger picture on say why you went divorced or ill and all that, right? Or relationships in, for your, in your case. So you release all that. So the next filter that we have to remove is the human filter or, um, well, just a bit before that, the next filter is like being a woman, this is where, or being a man, this is where women start to remove all the things that have happened to women because, yes. and you've changed, your body structure's changed, you're more feminine than ever, you're more youthful, you're more, say, sensuous, so to speak, if that makes sense to you. Um, and the reason why is because you're, you're becoming what I call an EI woman, a strong, uh, confident 
natural woman without one using masculine frequencies to do that. Men would be the same thing, just, you know, a stronger man. Um, and not an aggressive, you know, abrasive man, but a strong, confident man. So, so, um, so you would clean up that filter. We start to become more of an EI. And you don't have to be completely, say, an EI woman, you know, 100% to start filtering out other filters for you. The next level, now that we've cleaned out, say, what a true definition of a, a female is, a true definition of a male is, we start to, like, peel away and we start to understand or redefine the, a true definition of what human is. And this is where you start to see, um, you start to see the baggage of people. You start to see patterns, societies on why people do what they do. You start to see the bigger picture on, say, the government systems, you know, the politics, the religions, uh, financial systems, and how they burden and destroy humanity, even like science, the deeper reasoning, you would hear a, a news report and you would understand why that would happen at a bigger picture, not just at a personal level. Uh, you would start to see the general theme on the human consciousness. That's where we start to get really pivotal. So I think it goes beyond, say, the love factor, if that makes sense to you. You have to be really of a strong, say, character to get into that space. And it's hard. It's really hard because you can't attach on to any identity to 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 understand all the distortions that humans go through. So let me just repeat that: you can't attach on to any identity um, to understand the distortions that humans go through. So so what that means is that you have to rise to a level where, where there's no judgment upon you. Because if there's judgment, you know, you're not seeing 360 degrees, right? You're just like, just like um, the whole horse blinders, right? You're, it's just a little narrow vision that you see and you go, aha, uh, it's because, it's because they're, they're Christian or they're black or they're women that, you know what I mean? Then we get into those kind of filters, right? And my way is right. You don't, it's nothing. You, your way isn't right. Your way isn't wrong. You just start to observe and see the filters. Does that make sense to you? I don't know how else, if you want to jump in and explain that a little deeper, I don't know, uh, or am I, if I'm doing good. No, I think you are doing good. I think you are doing good. Okay. So, so this is the human filter. This is where, um, you know, morality becomes very different for us because morality in most people's case is about, um, you know, if you're a woman, it's this. If you're a man, it's this. The time frame is this. If you're from a different culture or a different country or age, right? All those different moral, say, structures that society has. Um, you get to that level and it's just one moral structure. You're human. It's not about women. It's not about men. You're human. Yes. And then... And then you start to, at this level, um, you start to hate humanity for what it is. And it's not because you hate humanity out of, um, uh, there is disgust in there. I was going to say disgust, but it's not about disgust. Um, it's about, I think to me, it was hurt. And I still feel that way. Does that make sense to you? Hurt? Um, because... Yeah, it's like you see the preciousness, you see the potential. It's like a child, you know. You, you see the beauty and the grace, and and then you see it get beat up, and and it's in well, it's even it, it tears me up even now uh, to see something like that. So overall, you you know, you start to wake up. It's like oh my god, you know, you, we've got such a beautiful gift that we've created here. Why aren't we even acknowledging one the gift, and then two? Why aren't we? Why isn't people waking up to the gifts that they have? You know, why are they? Why are they burdened? Why are they homeless? Why are they? I don't know. Abused? Why are they? And these are beautiful people. You get to see the inside beauty of who they are. You get to see the potential of who they are. Right? Uh, and again, there's no judgment. You just see it as it is, uh, and it becomes like painful for you to it's like why aren't people waking up and it's a good place to be because when you feel that much pain 
you don't want to be part of human consciousness. You just don't. You can't be. So, so, so what you do is you start to tear away, not from being human, but you start to tear away of the consciousness that humanity has created itself thus far this evolutionary process you have to break away from that level or this level of consciousness to say ascend almost creating another bubble so to speak right outside you're not going to fix this bubble it's too far gone so so what we've done um and not just me but other people but the pioneers basically uh is that let's create another consciousness of identity and again it's not just about love and feel good it's about pure logistics right pure potential basically um and you you have to tear away from the human consciousness or the destruction or the distortions of this reality okay um and then we pop into a higher consciousness wouldn't you say i mean that's what you've gone through it's like when you pop in it's like you don't you see yourself as human and then part of the human consciousness, but you don't attach yourself to it anymore. That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So, and when you get to that point, you can look, I don't want to say down on humanity, but you can look at humanity from a really loving perspective. And, and then when you get to that loving perspective, you have such deep grace and such love for humanity and and this is what most people talk about when they talk about love uh is that's the love because in one person can change millions of people their, their consciousness it's not giving them food and all that because that's a byproduct okay uh and look we've given food we've given money we've given i don't know aid and all that stuff it hasn't solved anything uh what really solves people and then the food really works the the aid and shelter and everything uh works is that we ascend to people um, we send to a higher level and then we bring down say that love into that into this into this the old space and once we do they we start to heal and then more and more people awaken to that higher level of consciousness and they don't have to run the destructive patterns anymore that's a very good, uh, good explanation for, for this, for the consciousness, really. But I yeah. think we've been talking about that, you know, power versus force is talking about that 700 to 1,000, there is kind of 1,000 is the enlightenment. But I think mm -hmm. you've been talking about there is kind of more advanced level of consciousness too, that it's yes. kind of a new scale that that's Hawkins was talking about. Can you say right. something about that? Sure. So, so uh, again, power versus force. The book uh, he talks about um, five hundred awakening, seven hundred you awaken, and you can you know you can transform. I don't know how many people, hundreds of thousands of people, and then a thousand would be say uh, enlightenment. Um, for me, a, a thousand would be the embodiment of what nature resonates at. Right? If you look at nature, it's pure perfection. Yes. No matter no matter what it is, it, it's um, and and you might go well. There's you know why do animals kill and all that? But again, I'm not going to talk about all the details because because everything is in just order. Everything is in perfect. It's been running harmoniously for uh, I don't know. You know, billions of years. I don't know how long animals have been here, but uh, again, harmoniously, it's always evolved to its higher, higher state. Uh, unfortunately, the human consciousness is quite powerful, and this is where, where even in the wild, you're going to get distortions. Where um, there's been, say, abuse between even like monkeys. I'm talking about specifics now here, um, where monkeys act like humans and they'd be like a gang of monkeys and they would go pillage right um they would pillage and and kill and murder other uh, other other monkeys uh, i think jane goodall um 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 covered this um and that it's not a it's not a it's not an animal consciousness it's not a nature consciousness it's the evolution of human consciousness overriding nature's consciousness right but maybe that's an aside but if you look at pure raw nature unadulterated by humans 
Okay? It runs in perfect mechanism. Everything is in perfect order. Everything, uh, and if it does get out, uh, out of space, in a very short time, it'll pull itself back, and then it's harmony again. It's always, uh, again, in, in, in synchronicity, every moment. So, and that's where, like, if we operated at that level as humans, um, look at, well, the government systems, look at we wouldn't have to pollute, we wouldn't have to destroy, everything would be abundant, right? Everything would flow. Uh, there would be no time value. If you look at uh, decay, for example, you know, um, say you leave an, you leave a city behind, right? You vacate a city, you go somewhere else, right? It looks like you vacated it, right? It's time distortion. It's it's a time decay. Nature, nature looks the same. A, a million years ago, uh, two million years ago. Uh, a million years into the present, it still looks fresh. Yes, there's decay. Yes, there's dying and so on like that. But you can't really tell, say, the time frame. You can't go, oh, this was nature in the 1960s. Uh, this was nature in the year, you know, 3000, right? Does that make sense? It's a timeless state. So to for enlightenment, that's where we would be. That 99%, the 1%, we would be operating at complete, say, 100% of our being here in physical form. Yes. We'd still be here, but completely awakened. Um, and then from there, um, we would ascend into what I call uh, archetype superhuman. Uh-huh. So, so that's the archetype superhuman. It's, it's below Yes. That. Passing, passing or surpassing nature. Yeah. Okay. Could you say something more about the archetype superhuman? Sure. Archetype superhuman is really coming into our natural abilities that we have at a higher level or basically our spirit level or etheric bodies. Um, it, it, from what EI sees it is that, you know, God didn't create this like space, time, space or earth for us. And then it's like, here you go, uh, you know, run along and play and then I'll... I'll, um, I don't know, um, send you to hell if you do something wrong. It's got nothing to do with that, okay? Just a joke. Um, but what we've done is at, at a higher level, uh, our etheric bodies have created, say, something called time and space. We've evolved it over trillions of years into this, this reality that we call um, what, this universe, and then more so, uh, the more the most advanced reality that there is, because it's the most dense reality, the most abundant reality of time and space, Earth. Um, so we've created that through evolution. Okay? So archetype superhuman is that understanding or evolving to a level of awareness that we start to realize that we've created this reality. We've created the human body structure. We're like scientists, right? That we've created everything around us, and then we've jumped into the experiment ourselves. So archetype superhuman would be about coming into this space where we go, wow, we've done a great job. We are the scientists that created this. And then that's where it comes really, really cool. This is where we get to say, play with time and space, how we, you know, how time and space gets created. This is where, you know, like even new colors, new sounds, new, um, new, 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 whatever, new, 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 new emotions that go beyond this reality. We will start to feel those. Uh, and it's going to be amazing, amazing time, probably beyond, say, our lifetimes here. Uh, but I think we can kind of see, start to get into the cusp, I think, in our lifetime, from what I'm seeing, uh, almost uh, up to that natural state. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, yeah, I it's beautiful. love to have a glimpse like that. Yeah, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. So, Heaven on earth, Heaven if on you earth. want to call it that, yes. in spiritual or religious terms, right? Thanks for telling about this. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite beautiful. Have so. the humanity been in the place we are now, in the, in the consciousness we are now? Have the humanity been there before? or, or been uh, No, no. Uh, we would get glimpses. We would get alien beings um, that might have experienced it. 
um, but never at this level of density. Mm. So in human form or this dense level, no, we've never been there. Um, and aliens to me, just to clarify, uh, the reason why they're so intelligent and they're so advanced is, is that they're not at a level of density that we are. So if we elevated ourselves to that level of density, um, we would be just as intelligent, uh, if that makes sense to you. But we wouldn't have the density that we do. We couldn't touch, we couldn't feel, and that's why I don't know. Some people will talk to aliens to go, well, we don't need love. We don't need to have sex. We don't eat or anything like that. It was like, well, yeah, because you're not a, you're advanced. It's, but you're not really advanced because you haven't figured out how to create this reality and really enjoy it at this level. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, so we're the advanced being. Um, to put it another way, you know, we're really advanced beings, and then we decide to inhabit, um, you know, uh, underwater right we start to live underwater so you know then we're in clunky you know suits to live underwater we have to breathe through tubes right so it gets kind of clunky to you know feel anything because now we have the suit around us right we can't feel each other we can't really talk to each other right you know um as directly as we could so but eventually if we stayed under, say, underwater, the civilization, uh, we would figure out how to breathe without the tubes, without um, anything else. We would just be ourselves underwater, right? Much like fish, right? There, and then communicate. So the same thing here. Uh, we're trying to figure out completely how to stay at this level without, well, this human identity that we call our body that, that gen, um, uh, decays through time. Uh, um, in the future, we won't decay through time. We just resonate into something else. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, Asa, you had a phone there, and when you are buying a phone, you will have a manual, you know, for how to use it. But when you're the awakened being or just a being, you know, we don't get any manual for that. So, so what, do, what do we do to help the process for people that's uh, to, to awake, to be an awake. Well, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, and maybe humanity would be progressively say farther along if we, if our parents and then, you know, their grandparents and, <clears throat> and so on were awakened beings. Just, uh, just imagine how much, how much we, we'd be awakened. Right. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. So uh, having a handbook, um, it's not that you need a handbook, but you need good. I don't want to blame the parents. I, I, I'm trying to say this delicately, uh, but generation after generation after generation, we haven't evolved the way we should. Because yes. we've held on to those past belief systems. Uh, again, if we if we got back into the natural state of nature, uh, we evolve to a higher standard each time. Humans don't evolve to a higher standard each time. I mean, look at us generation after generation. A lot of times we devolve rather than evolve, right? Um, so having a handbook, it's not that the, there's a manual uh, out there, but if you were aware of who you were, aware of this reality, uh, the manual is already inside you and you would start to awaken just like you have. For, 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 for example, me, uh, the way I awaken people is I just push you into a higher frequency and then all the knowledge starts coming in. Does that make sense to you? It's not an outside knowledge. You're already built with, with everything that you need. Um, it, it's like how do you access Yes. that thing that you need. And EI seems to be the key for a lot of people. One of the fastest ways to transform. Um, through, it's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, I, I think back in the day, it was really allowed about control systems. Mm. Uh, and basically that manual got buried because of the control systems. Mm. So that innate manual that we have, right? Mm. Yeah. So. And he was talking about that you are was pushing me, you know, to to this higher level. And you are, mm -hmm. you know, coaching is about because we have all everything inside us. That's the, the of course. Thing. 
So you're the best coach that's I've ever had, Mas. You know. Oh, just, thank you so much. You're really tr- a true leaders, and oh, you're thank you. giving to me and to everyone this mm-hmm. responsibility. You know, to to you know, you help me, you push me up to a level so I can see and have this another perspective. This mm-hmm. uh, so it's possible for me to to see and change. Of course, and it's incredible what you do there. Really thank amazing. you so much. Um, and I think we should kind of end it there, but um, you're right. Uh, you know, most conventional, um, like coaches and so on, um, what they do, you're always like um, su- supported by them. Or, you know, they, they don't really teach you the knowledge. Well, they teach you the knowledge, but what I do is like I push you into that space where you're forced to, operate from that knowledge so that's the difference so you can't lean on me because where you want to go you can't lean on anybody um, because it'll distort you out of time and space right Mm. this has to be a journey on your own right so it's very very important to understand that uh, I can I can push you into those higher realms but you have to learn and disconnect from all those things that keep you you know pulled down or weighting you down uh, to delete those, and then you stay into those those higher realms automatically. And and again, I don't teach you really knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, I can t- we can talk about it. It's fantastic, but and that's another difference too, is that it's conscious knowledge that other coaches or other people teach you, right? Even religions and so on like that. Um, this is about coming into a higher consciousness and then you are that knowledge. You actually become that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a huge, very huge difference. Uh, if we operated from this mechanism though, where you start to become the knowledge, just, just think of how far, uh, how much more or how much faster we could advance mm-hmm. in this situation. Does that make sense? And the knowledge doesn't get lost. Um, and the knowledge can get replicated uh, in purity from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, because it's not my knowledge. It's your own understanding of, say, the deeper consciousness that's there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? So everybody's on the same level. There's no distortion. So there's no control. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Um, Ramona, I know you have a ton of questions more. <laughs> We're going to have to split this podcast up, uh, in a couple sections, but, um, um, so it's going to be exciting, uh, for this to come out because I know it's going to help a lot of people, um, clarify the journey that they are going through. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Moss. All right. Yeah.